Hello and welcome to Eventful, the podcast for meeting professionals. I'm your host, Lauren Edelstein with North Star Meetings Group. Eventful, the podcast, is our way of inviting you to join some of the interesting conversations we have with people in our business about topics that really should be on your radar. I look forward to hearing what you think, and please be sure to subscribe. For this episode, I spoke with Fiona Pelham, CEO of Positive Impact Events, about the need to transform the events sector in order to meet global climate change initiatives and how planners can commit to the efforts that are now underway to reach these critical goals. We talked about COP26, which is the United Nations 26th Climate Change Conference, and that takes place in Glasgow, October 31st to November 12th of this year. That summit will bring together parties to accelerate action toward the goals of the Paris Agreement and the UN Framework Convention on Climate Change. This is a critical issue that should be of vital importance to meeting professionals, um, she stressed, because we're coming out of a year where we've had dramatic reduction in meetings and travel, and we saw the benefits to the environment um, from from that reduction. And now we're challenged to resume those activities in a much more sustainable way. Please join our conversation. So... Today's conversation is between myself, Fiona Pelham, CEO of Positive Impact Events, and Lauren Edelstein from North Star Meetings Group to explore the Engage campaign that will be taking place between now and COP in November. So it's the road to COP26, the transformation of the event sector. So Lauren, I'm in your hands. Feel free to ask any questions. Okay, great. Thank you for having me here. Look forward to learning more um, about your efforts. And I think a good place to start is just to acknowledge that it's been such a difficult year for the events industry. And I think that reducing our carbon footprint might not be top three on meeting planners list right now. So can you just explain why it should be? Yes, that's an excellent question. It definitely is not top three on the majority of meeting professionals lists that we know. Um, Now, if you think about the clients of the meetings industry, uh, especially corporate companies, there are an increasing number of corporates that have carbon targets. There are now more that have carbon targets than those that do not. And we're also seeing a lot of conversations about financial investment going into companies with carbon targets. So when you step outside the event sector, it is incredibly obvious that the future of business includes a carbon target and working to a reduction plan. The program that we're delivering is ahead of its time, really, uh, which is advantageous for the event sector, because if event professionals get involved and take action now, they have something to talk to their clients about. Um, We tend to focus more on the corporate conversations because they're very, very obvious, but there are also signs coming from global associations that they expect a carbon reduction too. And then the final point I will make is that the future generations are very clear about this. And we've just gone through a year where in their world, they've learned how to connect virtually. So the concept of flying to an event is now something that many younger people just will not do. Right. 
So you say the program that you're proposing. Can you describe the program that you're proposing? Yeah, so Positive Impact, we are a not-for-profit. We exist to create a sustainable event sector. Since 2017, we have been in conversations with UNFCCC, the UN climate body, climate change body, um, and we have a memorandum of understanding with them and a number of other UN groups. And in all of our conversations, we've been working to advance how the event sector is seen as sustainable. And there is a need for event professionals to take action on that as well. So the program that we are delivering is going to be open to anyone within the event sector globally. It can be a small business, you can be a large business, it can be a one-man band. And it will handhold you through steps to take to address your carbon footprint. Now, this content isn't just things we've made up. Um, it is in line with UN pieces of work and also globally recognized standards. Um, and it is free to participate in. We currently have a community of over 1,500 positive impact ambassadors. So we will be engaging more with that community to grow the number of people that are involved in this. But our goal is that at least 1,000 companies will join this program of engagement between now and November 2021. And by joining, are they agreeing to learn how to um, how to hold a more sustainable event and to do that? Is that what joining means? I think asking this question is really important because especially over the last six months, we've found that many event professionals are a little hesitant to step forward and put their name towards anything, even join anything when they don't know what that means. So what they're stepping forward to do is to attend, if they want, six engagement sessions that will lead them from not having a carbon target or a reduction plan to being in action on that. These six uh, engagement sessions will be uh, created in line with existing UN initiatives. So other sectors will be following these same six steps approach as well. So this is going to give people the chance to talk to their clients about what they're doing and, and create some commonality. We're not going to, at the moment, we're not going to track who's joining what. Um, we're, we're delivering this program, but we will be connecting people with UN initiatives and the UN initiatives will track who is signing up to what. So you could say that we're warming everyone up, we're removing the scariness of this, and then we're opening the door for them to sign up with bodies that will enhance the reputation of the global event sector. Okay. And the engagement sessions, are they online seminars or what, what exactly are they? We're doing a mixture of uh, delivery pieces. So there may be some content that's delivered in written blogs or in podcasts like this. And I hope that we'll keep this conversation going over the engagement session so you can be the voice of the industry asking the questions that many Happy people have. We'll be doing webinars. We'll be doing roundtables. We'll be delivering some practical toolkits. Um, obviously, this is for anybody within the event sector. So a lot of it will be pre-recorded and can be listened to at a later time. We are really going to encourage the event sector to get involved now, though, because there is always this, oh, I'll do it later or I'll do it when I have time. And we do have 
a deadline of the climate change conference that's happening in November, where we want to be able to say a thousand uh, event professionals are in action on their carbon targets and, and this is what they've done. But again, we'll do that in partnership with the bodies, uh, the different UN bodies that, the, that are leading these initiatives. Mm-hmm. So from the perspective of event professionals, <clears throat> excuse me, I can tell you that um, they've had a terrible year for the most part, especially the small and medium organizations um, who might have had no business at all. Now they're getting back into business. There are additional costs related to health safety initiatives. Yeah. Um, they are primarily working with very short budgets. Um, they're overworked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, aren't we all? Um, and they're not going to want to um, add any cost or too much labor. So what do you say to that challenge? It's definitely a challenge. And I don't want this to seem insensitive layering on top of that challenge. Right. However, if we ignore this, the challenge is going to be greater. So this is potentially short-term pain for long-term gain. Um, This Engage program is about giving people the opportunities they need and the education and the content that they need. I would say that the journey towards a sustainable event sector is actually much easier and much closer than the average event professional will think. I would also say that for us to be in the global business conversation about sustainability, we have to learn more and we have to act more. And if we don't, we risk things being done to us. So it's not, it used to be unimaginable to think that a corporate business would say no global travel because of the carbon impact. But now it's very imaginable to think of that, especially because of the COVID year that we've had, and especially because of the growing focus that is being placed on carbon. The other thing I would say is that the way we're looking at this from a positive impact perspective is we have to deal with the carbon conversation. But beyond that, there is a huge opportunity for the event sector. So this is not about events can never be face-to-face again. It's about what are we doing about carbon and then how are we changing the narrative so that we're saying it is vital that human beings connect and collaborate and there is a need for that to be face-to-face. At the moment when we say that, we say that and we ignore the carbon footprint challenge. And any scientists, any business leaders, any corporate heads of sustainabilities, they won't accept that. Now, if we're saying in a few months' time, we understand that we need to reduce our carbon footprint and here is what we're doing, a thousand event professionals signed up to this UN initiative. We're now looking to the future to have a framework for carbon reduction. And by the way, do you know how important it is to be face-to-face? And let us tell you why. There's a lot more credibility to that. Yeah. I think it's a fine line that we have to walk as an industry. you know, a lot of organizations have, you know, at least through the end of the year, to- told their people they can't travel and are not going to have meetings. Um, and they've found that they've been okay with the, you know, virtual alternatives for the most part. And obviously, it's not the same experience, but between that, they've 
you know, greatly reduced their carbon footprint by not having meetings and they've saved costs by not having meetings. I think that we kind of need some solid evidence that we're not shooting ourselves in the foot by as event professionals. I think a lot of us um, are hesitant to get on that bandwagon because, you know, just by their very nature, a meeting requires, you know, travel, hotel stays, which require the meeting itself that, you know, usually creates a lot of waste, you know, yeah. so how do we counter all that? And I, I guess this would be my, the main thing I would want the event industry to really get from our conversation. By being in action on carbon, we create an opportunity for ourselves to really talk about the importance of events so that the carbon impact, the waste impact, all of that is understood. Now, um, we talk a lot about the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. We talk about those because they are, are a framework which global governments and corporates are following. One of the goals is about peace, and it has a target, which is about uh, participatory and inclusive decision making and it is very obvious that events are how you achieve participatory and inclusive decision making so I can well imagine that there'll be a time where we have dealt with the carbon conversation in that we have a process in place where we're constantly addressing it um, in a way that scientists and corporates understand and then we're able to talk more about the real role of events, again, in the language that businesses, governments all understand. So this is creating a new narrative for the event sector. It might be a little bit painful to provide the time to move on this narrative, but it's something that needs to happen. Yeah. So what do you see as the future of the events sector, the sustainable you know, future of our industry? How would you describe an event that's sustainable going forward? Yeah. So positive impacts role is really to be a critical friend to the event sector. A lot of times when we speak to the event sector, I think they hear from us, oh, it needs to be less carbon. It needs to be more measuring. On the other side, when we speak outside of the event sector, we talk about the power of events and how human connection makes collaboration happen in a way that just doesn't happen when we are virtual. So what we see as the vision for the future of the event sector is a narrative where people understand the importance of events and a narrative where people understand that events are creative and they also enable behavior change. And there's constant creation to address the constant ongoing challenges around sustainability. Now, other sectors, no one solved sustainability. Other sectors are behaving in this way where they say, right, we have a carbon target now. Okay, we have commitments on human rights. Okay, now we have uh, globally recognized working groups on waste and material usage. And they're able to continue selling to their customers because they are doing that. And that's what there is for the future of the event sector. Okay. Um, can you describe, so, um, so that is the engagement program is the road to, to COP26 event sector transformation. And in its totality, that includes, um, organizations committing to doing this, committing to learning, um, and committing to 
to furthering change and recognizing that it's very important. Again, I think that, you know, some will look at it a little bit selfishly and say, I just, I don't have the time for that. You know, (laughs) I don't have the time to add something that I have to learn or something that I have to do. Yeah. Yeah. And then all I can say to that is, this isn't for them, but it, it's that's for a sure. short-term decision. Yeah. Um, so everything that we're doing in the Engage program is really opening the doors to more opportunities for the event sector. So it isn't about positive impact, educating a thousand people. That that doesn't really make a difference because we're just a, a non-for-profit. What will make a difference is us connecting with UN initiatives, which uh, corporate companies are very much supporting. So if people want business from blue chip companies, then this is what there is to do. Um, I know every day, as a, an owner of a small business myself, every day I make decisions about how my team should spend their time and how we should spend our budgets. And I'm always doing so with an eye of the future to the business being a successful business. And the reality is that the future of any business being successful is to be sustainable. One thing that could be on the horizon is higher costs for events or any other products that create lots of carbon, carbon taxes. So you could say that getting involved in this program, taking the time to learn, um, will address those carbon taxes. But I suppose what we've learned, and Positive Impact's been going for over 15 years now, we've learned that it always comes down to individuals who are willing to act. So if there are some people that do not want to do this, I would almost say don't do it because you can't get involved in something like this and resist it and then experience positive change. Instead, the people who have a passion for this, especially the younger people who are potentially new in the workplace, this could be what they act on that creates a better career for them and for the company that they're working for. Yeah. I mean, I think ultimately it's um, it's a plus when you're competing for business to say, not just I can plan your meeting, but I can help you meet your organization's sustainability goals. And, um, you know, in a, in a picture that looks beyond the meeting itself. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. And we are seeing more and more initiatives come out of the event sector around that. Now, what we have to be careful about is that these are not just what would be called greenwashing initiatives, i.e., a company saying, or an association saying, here's my badge, here's how we're sustainable. What we need is to be involved in conversations at uh, strategic levels so that people hear more from the event sector. And that's what the Engage program is doing. Again, it's opening the door to those more strategic conversations. Right, right. Right. And I think, you know, for a meeting planner to go into an organization and say, I'd like to know what your sustainability initiatives are. I'd like to know what your, you know, humanistic (laughs) goals are as a company. Um, What are your charitable interests, you know, and really kind of take a holistic approach and build a meeting that hits on a lot of those touch points. And then you're a consultant, you're a strategic consultant that is taking the company's mission and, um, you know, um, just objectives 
as a whole, you know, as an organization in that that brings good to society, which is so important, especially to young young workers. Um, Absolutely, in a different light than I'm going to book your hotel and. It you know. really does. And you've just touched on a business opportunity that there is for the events sector. There's two clear business opportunities I can see. One is what you mapped out there, where the um, event company or the event supplier acts as a consultant as well to their customer and delivers a service which goes beyond just what they might ask for, basic, basically. Yeah. I think the second opportunity we have as a sector is to um, build initiatives that support the sector being sustainable. So let me give you a concrete example. There is an international standard, ISO 2012-1. Most other sectors have international standards for their work. Um, and then there is the opportunity for associations to certify against this international standard. So it would be fantastic if all the event sector associations were able to certify their members' behaviour. That would be a revenue stream for the associations, which would enable them to help their members more. So there, there is a big business opportunity with us being a sustainable sector, a much bigger opportunity than us just ignoring this. Yeah. And then in that way, you're really, you know, you're assisting an organization that might be strapped for manpower and funds in, in just making a very positive change that, you know, will, will serve them well as a, as an organization in their business and their reputation, really. So I, I think it's just a matter of, um, understanding uh how to be strategic about this and how to demonstrate and not just not just say as you said, yeah you know it's not just the pitch it's like i really i really want to know how i can help you bring people together um create an environment where great ideas come to fruition um, that helps set you on a more successful path as an organization that um, helps you meet your sustainability goals, that helps people feel good about working for your organization. Exactly. Over the last 12 months, we've worked very hard to gather a community of corporate event planners. And what we're pulling together we've talked through with them as well. So what you just spoke about there, Lauren, is what they need. Now, these corporate event planners, they're having conversations with the CEOs and the heads of sustainability, and they are having to justify their events. Now, if their supply chain could help them with that, there's much more likelihood of more events and events becoming a core part of business behavior, as opposed to if that one corporate planner is struggling with the conversations with the head of sustainability and they're not able to get measurements from the supply chain or share any targets that are being worked towards. Mm -hmm. And are you seeing any changes, um, you know, as a result of COVID plus the sustainability initiative to move away from the one international meeting in one location where everyone's coming in to more regional or to, you know, a hybrid, more of a hybrid model where people who can meet in person and others are able to participate digitally. Any any big changes as a result of the year that just passed? I think it's too e uh, too early to see yet, but I can talk from all that we see around the carbon conversations. 
So definitely we're seeing more carbon conversations taking place. We're seeing more corporates saying we commit to net zero by 2030, which means there are then more internal initiatives to reduce carbon. And that hasn't reached the event sector yet. So we haven't seen a lot of behavior that's been driven by corporate carbon targets yet. That, I think, could impact on behavior next year. Mm-hmm. Yep. So now is the time. Now is the time to get with the program, right? Exactly. Exactly. So we will be launching the program on the 29th of June with um, one Andrew Griffiths, who is a member of the UK government um, from a UK uh, business department. Um, and he's very committed to small to medium businesses being on the road to net zero by COP in November. Um, So he'll be helping us launch that from the 29th. And yes, it starts then. Okay, sounds good. Anything I haven't touched on that you wanted to bring up? No, I think you've covered everything. And, and, you know, you'll constantly be with us throughout this journey to be asking the questions. So if anything else comes up. Good. Well, I I have plenty of questions. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you for sharing that with us. It's really important to share that with our audience. I appreciate it. Fantastic. Thank you, Lauren. Thanks for listening. Be sure to rate and review us and check back for new episodes soon.